0: Manish Mehta drops a bomb on the Jets. We'll dissect that and talk a little Knicks, KD, NBA playoffs, NBA finals. Begin tonight. why? while. It's been a while since Jets controversy has struck our desks. 10 days? 7 days? It's been a while. But Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News drops a bomb on Thursday regarding the inner workings of how everything unfolded since December. Now, it really points out and and highlights Christopher Johnson. That is Meta's target here. In it, it alleges that a window in late November, early December, while the Jets were in free fall, as Meta describes it, Mike McCagnin, Heimerdinger, Agent Eric Burkhart, and Christopher Johnson got together and they were discussing the possibilities of Cliff Kingsbury as the next head coach. McCarthy was also a consideration. Harbaugh as well. But the point of the report is that these meetings were happening while Bowles was still head coach. Now, obviously, Kingsbury went to Arizona, but Mada is really pouring it on Johnson. Johnson's series of stealth, reckless actions in the past six months have prompted decision makers across the NFL to question the leadership of this star-crossed outfit. Mm. It also calls into the question the football infrastructure of an organization that has gone sideways or backwards for the better part of a half century. Now, as a fan, read it, take it in, but don't believe anything. Maeda wouldn't lie. I know that. He would not grab a piece of information out of thin air and report it as such. He would not do that. I'm telling you that. He wouldn't do it. The furthest that he goes, though, as so many others do, is agenda, is angle. He may have a piece of information that he doesn't report on based on certain connections, based on certain uh, feels, the the agenda for the day, the agenda, the narrative at the time, but he'll never make something up. So I I believe the report. But what so many don't realize is so many reports can be reported that just don't go reported. It depends on so many factors. Before McCagnin was gone, Maeda was not talking like this. He was not scorched earth as he is right now. Everyone viewed him as a McKagan guy. He was also all in on Gase. Loving Adam Gase. Loving him. Loving the higher. Forward thinking. The moment McCagnon got fired was the moment Maeda went scorched earth. So keep that in mind when you read this stuff. But at the same time, no, he will not make something like this up at a thin air. He wouldn't do it. In terms of the Jets, is having meetings like this uncommon in the NFL? It is not. It is not uncommon. Even the better organizations will pull these meetings off. They just don't go reported. They don't get found out about. That's the difference here. The other difference is perception. Everyone's looking at the Jets as a, a flawed organizational setup. So if the perception is that way, everyone's going to pile on. Belichick. If he had one, one of these meetings... Uh, I'm sorry, Kraft. Let's go with Kraft. If Kraft had one of these meetings with Belichick retiring, would everyone go crazy? No. The perception of that organization is buttoned up. Good to go. No one's going to bet an eye. That's the main reason why it's such a topic right now. It is concerning to understand, to take the entirety of everything and wrap it into one. It is concerning about what's happening. Listen, the power structure with the head coach and the and the GM on the same plane reporting to the owner allows situations like this to happen all the time. That's, that's the issue. That's the first part, and that's ownership. Ownership has to get that straightened out. And because it's that way... Even though McCagnon was on the hot seat, and people in the organization were unsure of his status and his talent, as Maida also reports, he had he faced no choice but to follow the owner's lead in going behind bulls's back. I, you know, I don't blame McCagnan. I just I just think he's a, he was a bad personnel guy. You build from the trenches out. You build from the structure out, not with stars and. And missing on draft picks. It's the owner allowing this to happen. McCagnan and Bowles were a team. They weren't a team when they first arrived. They didn't know each other, which is a problem. And one they haven't figured out yet or learned or realized. But they went down as a team over four years. McCagnin should have been gone with Bowles. We know this. And if that would have happened... Man. Would a better picture be painted today. We already went over the McCagnin firing. Listen. They deserve credit. They deserve credit for making that move. If it took Adam Gase to let them know, hey, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Our scouting department is in shambles. Our personnel is terrible. We have no young development, t- developing talent. Better late than never. But... Listen, Gase is in charge. And it's concerning. The GM they hire, whoever it is, it's going to reveal a lot. The the actions over the course of the next, over the course of the summer, after the GM is hired, it's going to reveal a lot. With this report, though, yeah, you could be worried. It doesn't look good, and I think the single most deciding factor that's hurting the Jets right now is the structure, is the hierarchy. Word has it, Joe Douglas didn't want to take the interview job for the GM if he wasn't given full control. Same goes for the Eagles. Eagles didn't want to let him go if the Jets didn't give him full control, final say over the roster as GM. From all indications, the Jets don't want to do it. They want to make it a team decision. That's tough in this league. It's tough. You know how many personalities are going at it and working and busting their ass? You need that final say. Now they have interviews with Kelly from Chicago, Federer from Seattle, Fontenot, I think Fontenot set up too, and today it dropped that Douglas will also interview. I don't know how that final say factor is going to work out. Maybe the Jets budge, maybe they don't. Maybe Douglas and Gase know each other that well where they're comfortable stepping in. But that's the thing to look at for. The final say over the 53-man roster. Will they relent it? I think if they do, it's a great sign. It's a great sign for ownership that they're willing to move the needle in some sort of direction that doesn't leave everything up in chaos. That doesn't leave everything up in, uh, in unsure stability where someone could cross somebody or use back channels to, to get something done that they want on their agenda. I think that's a big, big thing to look out for moving forward. The NBA Finals, Kawhi Leonard, Raptors, Steph, Clay, Dre, who am I forgetting? Oh, yeah, KD, and the Warriors begin tonight, the last series of another terrible NBA playoffs. Is there anything worse than the NBA playoffs? I mean, are we serious here? I was born in 82, grew up in the 90s. I was, spo- well, let's, I was spoiled in the sense that I, I got to watch one of the best eras of all time. Don't give me the low-scoring nonsense. Okay, it was low-scoring. It was also rough. Michael Jordan had to worry about his head being taken off, driving down the lane. Shoot the jumper, get an elbow in the chest. Hand-checking. And that's, that's the real part. That hand-checking is the real issue that has pretty much made the big man defunct. If they just let a little more aggressiveness on the perimeter, we can get back to some real physical ball, which they don't want. And I don't understand. I think a balance between physical and flashy with the scoring is a much better brand of basketball. You don't want what we saw in the 90s. You don't want what you see now. You need a mix. And a little something with the hand checking on the outside would do wonders. But I grew up in that in that 90s. I'm a Knicks fan. Lived and died. So when I said I was spoiled, I just meant by the era. Jordan crushed my soul. He crushed my little kid soul. Day in, day out. Year in, year out. Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway, Pat Riley, those, you know, Pat Riley faxes his resignation, literally creates the same Knicks team in Miami. When those two clashed, it was ridiculous. Indiana, Indiana was tough too, with the Davis brothers, Smiths, Reggie, that pain in the ass, but these NBA playoffs, what have we seen so far? Three seven-game series, is it? Yeah, Denver against San Antonio, which was the only first-round series that was worth watching. Second round, Portland over Denver. Another seven-game. Nothing really, I mean, besides Lillard, the Lillard, Lillard, uh, Damian Lillard shot, nothing really dramatic there. Toronto over Philly. There's the dramatics. There's the drama. Kawhi Leonard. I wish the game had been down one instead of tied, but still, the way that ball bounced around, that is the NBA tournament. NBA tournament's shining moment. And it's dreadful, folks. It's awful. A number one seed, a number two seed. This is the NBA. It's not the Stanley Cup playoffs where you could have two eighth seeds going at it. Blues and Bruins, what were they, a third seed and a two seed, I believe? Or a wild card and a third seed? I, I forget. But yeah, they struggle. It's terrible. I, I don't know. I'm not into it at all. I, I'm going to be watching tonight, but Golden State's going to win this series running away. I mean, you can try to psych yourself up, but it's outrageous. Like, What, what are you talking about here? Kawhi, uh, listen, he just doesn't have the help. Gasol, it's too tough. In Golden State, it's unfair. A 73-win team getting the second best player in the NBA. Just say that out loud and think about it. It's outrageous. Which is why the biggest stories right now are about the Houston Rockets, Kyrie Irving, KD off the court, Chris Paul, LeBron and the Lakers dysfunction it's garbage this social media age where kids watch highlights instead of the games no strategy is broken down it's got to end it's got to change Adam Silver, you got to do something but what will really help this league before doing anything is just Kevin Durant going to New York, that's it That's it. Kyrie and Katie to New York with Barrett. Lakers pull off the Anthony Davis trade. And could you imagine a Knicks-Lakers NBA Finals in 2020? Spike Lee, there he is. Game one, figure the Knicks get home court. Lakers have a much tougher time in the West. So game one, 2020 NBA Finals, There, Spike Lee. Yelling at Reggie across the way, doing something for TNT on this night. Well, it's on ABC, but you know, Reggie's in the building anyway. There's Jack Nicholson. He made the trip. It's New York. It's Broadway. You know Jack's going to be there. All the stars are there. It's New York. It's LA. This is the NBA. Okay, the physicalness is not there. Okay, Kevin Durant doesn't remind you of John Starks, bagging groceries and making it like a workman-like maniac that resembles much of the city. You know, lunch pail bucket types. Katie's not that. But there is no that anymore. It's, It's a new league. You can't fix that in one year. But if you have New York and you have L.A., you're off and running. And I'm telling you, these these playoffs are just dreadful. I can't, I, I don't know what to do. You know, you hope, you hope Kawhi and Toronto just make a game of it tonight. You know, we asked that of Cleveland, and then J.R. Smith said, don't worry about it. I'll take your game and just completely ruin it. But that's what Silver's got to hope for. Kevin Durant to New York, and I, I do think it's going to happen. Listen, I've suffered through this entire era, these last 20 years. But if you think about KD, understand. Is he sensitive? Yes. But that's not going to be too much of an issue in New York. He worries about social media more than regular straight beat writers' opinions. He has to do this. It follows the LeBron path. You get drafted, you play. You're great, but you can't win. You become a free agent, what do you do? You take the easy way out. LeBron took the easy way out in Miami, collected his chips. Durant took the easy way out in Golden State, collected his chips. Now around 30, what do you do? You want to be the best in the NBA. You're pissed that people still think LeBron's better than you, which he is. He's so much better still. Until until proven otherwise. KD's clear number two. But what do you do to change the narrative? You've already got your easy chips. What do you do? You take the greatest challenge possible. What was LeBron's greatest challenge? Going back to Cleveland. Winning a title. No one thought it could be done. The championship starved city. With with very little. I mean they had talent but. You know, I I really don't think love is as great as people think. No one thought it could be done. LeBron did it. Durant. Greatest challenge? It's not the Clippers. It's not Golden State. It's New York. With Royal Ivy already there, one of his best friends. That's the key. Him and Royal Ivy are close. Durant. He wants to turn the narrative on its head. He wants to shock people. He wants to be the talk. That's him. Taking the greatest challenge in the mecca is his move. Remember LeBron? He was a villain in Miami. He was a villain. Everyone hated him. You know? How do you, how do you take the easy way out? How do you run away? In your hometown. How do you do this? If you're an immortal, you don't need to run. Sports Center still showed his highlights. He's winning chips, one, two out of four. One move. I'm coming home. Changed everything. The heel turned face once again. Kevin Durant's heel turn into face come July will be complete with one blockbuster report that he's going to the New York Knicks. And think about Dolan, too. People would say, why would anyone want to play with Dolan, play for Dolan, excuse me? Well, Dolan and Durant are kind of similar. Remember Dolan, the video of kicking the fan out? When he said, sell the team? Dolan's kind of got a little Durant in him. Both kind of sensitive. Both kind of shoot at the hip. Maybe they already like each other. So Jets, Meta drops the bomb. Don't go too crazy. Read it, take it in. Understand the happenings. You know, we'll see. We'll see what the GM search and what happens there. My big thing is the structure. You got to have one final say. One final voice. The NBA playoffs, game one. Durant to New York. It's gotta happen.